Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. It was the photo that really caught my eye. It's a grocery store in Dublin that has a cutout in the floor. And the reason that they have a cutout on the floor, it's like, you know, it's windowed in and everything, glass, and, you know, apparently strong enough to be able to walk on it and everything, roll the cart. But what it shows underneath is like a window into the past, into a Viking uh, historical site. And I find that very strange. I mean, very cool. I mean, if the site was there and it's preserved, why not? Why not show it off? It's just, it, it reminds me a little bit of that scene with, like, the old city under the new city and Demolition Man, remember? But, you know, they had the sense to actually put that in a museum instead of, like, a grocery store. I swear, it'd be just my luck to trip over a loose piece of produce or something. I'm looking at you, bananas, and fall right through that glass into preserved history. We're going to need a clean up under aisle three, please. Uh, great idea. One of those, like... Awful taste, but great execution situations. If it's that important to history, I don't know, put a door and some stairs there? Seems strange. On the phone line right now with Dan Sorensen, owner of Photosource here in town. As if the pandemic wasn't challenging enough for businesses, you were also directly affected by another local disaster. What were the impacts of COVID and the flood to Photosource? The flood was what got us. Certainly we were able to, to struggle through the COVID, as did many businesses. But with, uh, with the flood, it kind of put us down for the count. Had to relocate. You were able to set up in a temporary new location soon after the flooding. Thank goodness. Where can people find Photosource now? Right now, uh, we're actually shut down and doing our move back downtown. We will be, as of February 1, reopening. And we'll be sharing a space with Speed Pro Signs. How have you adapted to the challenges you face? How is Photosource restructured? With the COVID, we lost uh, staff or didn't need the staff, if you will. We've had so many changes and different plans made because our whole thought was we're going to have to shut Photosource down. The flood hit us, of course. We want to keep offering what we can to our customers in the best way we can, continue with the gifting items, the, the mugs and the ornaments and so on, because that can be done online. Probably school photography and so on, because that stuff can be done away from the business itself and uh, be able to, to keep offering the, those kind of services. We'll still be able to do the prints, the canvases, the enlargements, all the stuff that customers send us to us online print them off. They're here for them to go. Of course, the passports, when life gets a little bit better, I'm sure that'll pick up a little bit more. But we're going to do that right on location as well. Been stuck at home and and, uh, finding old videotapes and stuff. We're doing lots and lots of video transfers too. And we want to continue that portion of it. Again, it's just kind of the brick and mortar, the retail parts, the front store part, we won't be able to continue on with. Photos and videos, such a such a key touchstone to our past. What does the future of Photosource look like to you? That's unsure. It's been 30 years. It's been our life for so long, and, and we're unsure where we're going to end up at the end of the day. But right now, our focus is to at least continue on with what we're capable to do. Of course, with the tough times happening now, that adds to the possibilities of us not being able to, to get, get big again. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Time for a little music news. Uh, And big news for Genesis fans, though not 
quite the news you're hoping for. Uh, they have announced that they are going to be putting this reunion tour together. It was postponed a couple of times from November of last year into April of this year. And now it's going to be happening starting September 15th. And it's going to be at Dublin's Three Arena as well. There's going to be some in London uh, and uh, all in the UK. Actually, that's the problem. <laughs> Those here in North America going, hang on. The rest of the tour, guys. So if you go, they say that yeah, they are planning to extend it into uh, you know out of Europe, into North America, into uh, uh, more of our mainland, but not yet. It's going to take a while. They say, and this is a great quote: "We're ready, but the world isn't yet." And Phil Collins still not ready to actually do his thing and play drums and sing at the same time. He had too many issues, like about 10, 13 years ago, had to stop doing that. He will be singing, but his son is actually going to be handling the drumming. As well, Elvis Costello, Sting, Billy Joel, all teaming up with a bunch of other performers. What they're trying to do is uh, save a New York tradition, a New York institution, a jazz venue called Birdland, uh, and they're putting together this virtual concert that's actually uh, you know, aired yesterday, but is going to be staying online for a while, uh, along with a GoFundMe campaign, which has already raised more than a quarter of a million dollars to help out the uh, Birdland, named for the great jazz performer of many different talents, Charlie Yardbird Parker. Tuesday. It's cold out there. Not quite as cold as yesterday, but still, vehicles might be struggling just a little bit. Yesterday, had a buddy uh, who lives nearby. He uh, couldn't get his vehicle started in the morning, but got a ride. And afterwards, was just bugging me all through the day. Just timing couldn't work out. Couldn't get to trying to start his vehicle until later on in the night. Then I saw that he didn't have it plugged in, and I was like, hey, do you ever, uh, do you ever plug your vehicle in? No, no, I haven't. This never happens. Well, uh... Might be time to start, but uh, it just wouldn't turn over. It was so close. We were trying to boost it for a while. Just so it wants to, you know? You can feel it. It's just right at the edge, but it just won't click over. And it's not like we didn't try, you know? But also, it was amusing to me. After the attempt, after an an attempt was made, how quickly we both clicked over to, well, not my fault. Too bad. <laughs> it's just that mode of like, well, the universe did it to me. So what could I do? We tried. And that's all that we need to do. We don't need to keep trying until we get it right. We tried once or twice or thrice, and that's it. Thankfully, he's able to figure out another option for today. But not everybody can do that. So, uh, so uh, thoughts going out. You know, I feel for you. It sucks when that vehicle just won't start. But hey, write it off as the universe, not on your side, and take it easy this morning if you can. We're about to get a glimpse into the life of the secret child of legendary jazz artist Louis Armstrong. Her name is Sharon Preston Folta, and she's the subject of the upcoming documentary Little Satchmo. Uh, sadly, as Sharon was the daughter of Armstrong and a mistress, he never acknowledged her in public, and it wasn't until 2012 that she herself revealed her famous father, as well as the struggles of the shadow that he cast, and the love that he did show for her in private. The film is expected to be released this year. The 2021 Billboard Awards have set a date. Previously, the 2020 edition had to be postponed into October, uh, which was a delay of several months. But this year, they're reverting back to a much more customary May date, the 23rd of May specifically. The rest of the details, including who's going to host, present or perform, as well as the specifics of how they're keeping things safe, will be announced in the near future. And a happy birthday today to Eddie Van Halen, who was born in 1955 on January 26th. Sadly, today is the first birthday that he did not make it to as he passed away October 6th last after battling cancer. But he will be and already is being celebrated. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast.
as somebody who works on the radio where we have to be careful about what we say specifically there's certain words certain things that you really shouldn't be shouldn't be saying while broadcasting uh, yes i love it when you can circumvent those and still talk about something completely completely innocent like ryan reynolds on sesame street for instance and still make it dirty that's what he did anyways there's a, there's a Canadian face to put into your dreams, a celebrity for your celeb dreams. He was going to appear on Sesame Street, or did ra- rather. It's an A-team gag, and so he's playing the letter A of the A-team. Do you get it? Yeah, it's, it's it, hilarity ensues, but not so much hilarity as the tweet that Ryan Reynolds put out with this photo of himself wearing the A costume. In his own words, he says, I remember how challenging it was to sing because the A-hole was so tight. But I pushed through because kids all over the country were counting on me. We're talking about the hole in the A, the letter A, that is the costume that he wore on Sesame Street. It has a hole for his head. That's the hole that we're talking. That's the A-hole. It's, all right, I'm I'm thin ice. Let's cut it there. (laughs) Thank you for making me laugh so hard this morning. Wednesday. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed with my uh, my social media timeline. Okay. That's a blanket statement. I'm always annoyed at my social media timeline. Let me tell you why. Because lately, I keep seeing memories, vacation memories from years gone by popping up there. Hey, do you remember? Remember those good times? Yeah, they were good times, and I do remember them. Thank you very much. Uh, another year? I might be very happy to see that pop up on my timeline. But right now, I gotta say... Read the room. It shouldn't be hard. It's the same room that we've been in for 10 months now, okay? Read it, understand it, know it, and then leave me alone with these vacation memories. Put them into the hopper for next year. That'd be great. Thank you so much. Learned a lot from watching the History of Swear Words on Netflix. Uh, documentary series, very new, hosted by none other than Nicolas Cage. You do learn some things on it, but now some more reasons why maybe you should swear a little bit more. According to CNN.com, all these backed by scientific evidence, at least a little bit anyway. Number one, can be used as a sign of intelligence, can be a sign of intelligence. Study from 2015 found people who use a variety of different swear words tend to have better language skills. That does track, that makes sense. Number two, people who swear a lot might be more honest, might be. Study from 2017 did find a connection between those who are honest and those who like to throw swears around, but also maybe people perceive those who swear as being slightly more honest. Interestingly. And number three, increases your pain tolerance. That's why we want to reach for one as soon as we stub our toe. It's real. Uh, number four, it's a sign of creativity. Number five, throwing expletives better than throwing punches. We've evolved beyond the physical fisticuffs. That's why we can cut so deep with our words. So I recommend, as somebody being on the radio, I mean, can't really swear all that much myself, but if you've got the opportunity, if it's the appropriate moment, or even if it's maybe not that appropriate, swear. It's good for you. Science backs it up, even if it's a very difficult thing for you to do. I understand. No, use bad language, Moss, please. It'll make me feel better. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, they're making a mighty, mighty statement for love of Ska. The band just migrated to Hellcat Records and have released an epic eight-minute single called The Final Parade. And the song is just bursting at the seams with guests, including members of Rancid, Fishbone, The Interrupters, Less Than Jake, Goldfinger, The Aquabats, The Specials, and a ton more. People who don't like Ska didn't hear a single thing that I just said. News on uh, an 11th studio album from the band with this single on it featured is expected soon, but has not come yet. 
And Adrian Smith of Iron Maiden is working on this big collaboration as well. Uh, not the Scar one. He's actually joined guitarist Richie Coatson of, of Poison and Mr. Big fame for a hard rock side project that's got some blues infusion. They've really, really, really outdone themselves with creativity for the name, the, uh, the, the project, the duo, the album title, in fact, all just called Smith slash Coatson. That's it. Taking My Chances is the uh, self-titled release coming out. Uh, is Taking My Chances the single on a self-titled release coming out March 26th. The future! And robots are coming. Uh, that's not an exaggeration, actually. There's a company, Hanson Robots. Uh, they are the makers of Sophia. If that name doesn't ring a bell, I guarantee you have seen Sophia in the news on a late-night talk show. She was revealed to the world in 2016 with some bugs, <laughs> with some issues, facial expressions that would terrify the the sturdiest, the hardiest of us. Uh, but they've been working on her for years now, and apparently now they are looking to mass-produce and roll out Sophia as well as other uh, characters, I guess, within 2021. In fact, they're going to be hitting like the 100 or 1,000 unit mark in the first half of this year and actually selling these and putting them out there. What is the application for a robot like this? Well, they're calling it a social robot. They're looking at uh, addressing companionship and also certain medical applications. Uh, here's what she said in her own words. Social robots like me can help take care of the sick or elderly in many kinds of healthcare and medical uses. I can help communicate, give therapy, and provide social stimulation, even in difficult situations. I feel socially stimulated already. No, I actually feel a little bit creeped out. But, you know, things change. People get used to things. I have got the smart speaker at home, and boy, uh, as much as I have gotten used to having it around, I'm still constantly frustrated by it. So, I mean, just hearing that clip alone from Sophia tells me communication's probably going to be a little bit more improved from talking to my Alexa. Uh, it's, it's usually pretty one-sided conversation. And anytime I try to ask you for a specific type of music, it's not exactly hitting the mark. But hey, good news. You can still shout out and say, hey, why don't you play 100.5 Cruise FM? And that works. And we figure out the music for you. No problem. Thursday. This GameStop stock thing that's going on. I'm going to try and make it make sense. And this is coming from somebody who does not really have a, a strong grasp of the stock market. But uh, so I guess the what happened was that a giant hedge fund for very, very rich people saw the GameStop, the, the video game company, the selling company, uh, the retail shop, was in a decline. So they decided to make a quick dollar by short-selling stock there, meaning basically buy now with the intention of being able to make some money off of it as it sells for lower amounts. Uh, again, I don't really understand exactly how, but that was the goal. Someone wrote an article about how to do just that. And some trolls on the subreddit Wall Street Bets took a strange amount of offense to this and basically said no. There was a campaign to buy stock in GameStop, driving up the stock that the hedge fund was trying to make money on because it was falling, if you follow. So now they're on the hook for literally billions of dollars within like a day or two. And another coalition of hedge funds wires some bailout money. They're like, we're in this too. Don't worry. We got you. And the subreddit said, okay, and just kept buying stock and ate up all that bailout money again in no time. So now the hedge funds are licking their wounds, the Reddit trolls are counting their stacks, and GameStop is suddenly a Fortune 500 company without lifting a finger. Oh, and the stock trading app of choice for those Redditors who are, uh, you know, trying to change the system, uh, or at least game it, it's called Robinhood. No joke, Robinhood the app. So basically, rich investor jerks made a D-move, middle class trolls decided to D-move right back, 
Robin Hood connection doesn't quite fit because he distributed the stolen hordes of wealth amongst the poorest citizens, and these people are probably just going to order more Chipotle more often or something. But still, I get a little bit tickled when the game gets rigged against the people who rig it regularly. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. People have been finding it a little hard to handle that the Bachelorette has decided, yeah, hey, it's the middle of a pandemic, no worries, we'll just cross the border up in Canada and book the Jasper Park Lodge for weeks on end. What could go wrong? I mean, to be fair, they are booking the whole thing and trying to keep people out, as they always do, pandemic or not, whether they're, they're filming their romance of people who look exactly like each other, all rubbing their skin on each other. I mean, that's my perspe- perception of the show, right? I've watched a season or two, and that's pretty much what happens. I'm far more interested in something a little bit different, though. This is what would get me to watch once again. From the people who wanted to spoof that show with the single guy and a bunch of girls competing for roses comes a true look at the life of a bachelor. One man, no women. This spring, enter the Fort Mac Batch Pad. Yep, delivery again. Large meat pizza, bottle pop, donair loaded, and mozzarella sticks, pepper poppers, and fries. Yeah, for one. If I drink beer in the shower, I don't have to stop drinking beer. Dude, what's that smell? Oh, it's sweet. I figured out that if I just wash one bowl, one spoon, and one glass before I use them, I never have more than three dishes to clean. But you still have to wash all the other dishes. Don't miss a minute as we dive into the heart, mind, and laundry pile of a true bachelor on Fort Mac Batch Pad. I'm so alone. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. The tail end of an entire year of celebrations to mark the 75th birthday of legend Bob Marley is here. Today, Stephen Marley, his son, is going to be hosting a live stream concert on his YouTube page where he will perform several of Bob Marley's songs, following up with a question and answer session. The stream is going to begin at 6 p.m. our time. And it's not a biopic. They already did that with Val Kilmer. No, no, this is a Doors bio-comic. A graphic novel is going to be released March 16th, being teased by the band featuring the retelling of the infamous Miami concert from 1969, during which Jim Morrison made quite the onstage scene, leading to his arrest just days later. In addition to sharing some of the artwork from the Morrison Hotel comic, the band also revealed artwork for a 50th anniversary picture disc, repressing the album of the same name, which is going to be released later this year. A TikTok user using something uh, as it wasn't intended, talking about, uh, well, plumping cream, but not for your lips. No, in fact, erection cream specifically is what this TikTok user has now gone viral for recommending as used as a lip plumper product. That's that's a real headline. That's a real thing. Not exactly news, but still getting some attention online. And I think gives us the opportunity for another punch lineup. That's right. The setup. TikTok user goes viral for recommending a erection cream as a lip plumper product for those who aren't satisfied with just a stiff upper lip. Uh... TikTok user goes viral for recommending erection cream as a lip plumper product. It's a shame about the side effects, though. He's been speaking in all caps ever since. (laughs) And TikTok user goes viral for recommending erection cream as a lip plumper product. It's actually very useful for the average tromboner. Talking about a musical instrument here. And TikTok user goes viral for recommending erection cream as a lip plumper product. Counterfeits are out there, too, so, you know, you got to be careful. Don't get stiffed. TikTok user goes viral for recommending erection cream as a lip plumper product. It's not about the size of the lips. It's about how long your speech lasts. Uh. And that's the punch lineup. I'm sorry. Friday. People have just 
taken this whole hedge fund system apart, at least in certain areas. And it just continues. Uh, this is going to be a huge news story, kind of like trickling through a big part of this year, I think, because things have been turned on their heads. But oh, Wall Street, oh, they're scrambling just a little bit, aren't they? Keeping the illusion of the theoretical investment alive for people until the wrong ones band together to game the game of a system. Then, oh, then you got to shut it down to protect the poor, poor millionaires. I don't know if you've heard, but the app, the now extremely ironically named app, Robinhood, the, uh, the app of choice by these people from the subreddit Wall Street Bets who have uh, you know bought up the GameStop shares and several others. They were using that service, and that service then turned around and said, no, 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 you can't buy any more of these. You can't do that. Oh, people who own them, that yeah, you could sell them, but you can't buy any more of these. So, wait, is the stock market a free market, or does it just get locked down when the wrong people start to figure out how to do it? The list of the sexiest Canadian cities has been released. Oh, yes. Just the very most sexiest locales. Like Calgary in the number one... Sp wait, Calgary? What? <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, you, you tell me, right? This is a, a survey. It's put out by uh, Pink Cherry who are a, a, a purveyor of adult devices. Let's just put it that way. Surrey, British Columbia, number two. Edmonton, number three. Wow. Alberta, pretty well represented so far. Ottawa, number four. Number five, Winnipeg. Says that Vancouver was number one last year, but it's fallen all the way to number 16. Oh, my goodness. We're just tired of you complaining about your winters. Did you know that some places in BC have their flowers for the year? Like, first flowers blooming already? We haven't had our February deep freeze just yet. Okay, let me just look down the list. They've got the top 20 here, so you got to see Fort McMurray somewhere on here, right? Some somewhere? 19? 18? 20 is Laval. What the heck is going on here? Hey, Alexa. Play the Steve Reeve podcast. Chris Murphy from Sloan. He's been diagnosed with Bell's palsy, which can cause facial muscles to temporarily weaken or become paralyzed. It's uh, coming in an Instagram post that we've learned from this. Uh, he says that he had one day kind of noticed that his mouth seemed imbalanced and by the end of that day he had his diagnosis and he now has to tape one of his eyes shut at night to sleep and has been told the symptoms will last indefinitely hopefully dissipating after maybe a month or two or more for the time being this has not affected chris's plans for a live streamed solo all request performance on february 7th tickets for that still on sale paul stanley has wiped off the starman makeup and is teasing his soul and r&b side project independent of the other KISS members, on and off members as well. Uh, the first taste comes in the form of his cover of a Five Stair Steps classic that was renewed after being featured on the soundtrack to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, child, here's just a taste of that. He has the voice for it, for sure. Very curious about uh, more from this, featuring not just Paul, but a 15-piece ensemble band in the background. I want you to forget the resolutions. See, I, especially because I know that you already have. We already have. <laughs> it's the end of January this weekend. How did that happen? Uh, I know this is going to be a big year for you, though. I know it. We're locked into the past, like, as people, you know? As we crunch our newly re-re-re-released limited edition 3D Doritos and prepare to watch Godzilla taking King Kong on again. But still, it is a new year. It's no longer New Year's, but it's a new year. It's time to get to work. Is your motivational speech 
to not just stick around the house all weekend long. And it's also self-directed, right? <laughs> Definitely. Get up to some stuff this weekend. Make some memories. Make some changes. Think about what you want to do by the time we hit January 2022. Because I guarantee you things are going to be a lot different by the end of this year. No longer are we going to be shut in eventually. For now, still kind of stuck there. Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.